Sell, and you are listening to Mommy Talk. Today is January 27th. Uh, we are recording this week's episode ahead of schedule because, as I shared last week, it's my birthday tomorrow. I'm so excited, and um, I just want to relax, you know, all weekend long. So uh, we're recording early. Um, but enough about that. I'm even more excited about today's episode. I'm very happy to welcome my childhood my childhood friend, um, Claudette, to the show. Claudette, say hey. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so Claudette and I, we um, we have a lot of history. We went to school together. We cheered together. We went to church together. We were wholesome back in the day. We were, um, we created this like dance little trio together. Our um, families knew each other. Claudette have stayed at my house. Um, Even years later as adults, um, we vacationed together and clearly we are still talking. So I'm just really excited that um, we've kept, kept, in touch all these years. Uh, she's an amazing person and she's an even better mom. Um, so it only made sense to have her on the show tonight. Um, more specifically, it made sense because we're talking about sports and she is a huge sports mom. So, um, but first, before we get into it, you already know, Today's episode is brought to you by Cool Moms Club, a lifestyle brand created specifically for dope moms looking to shop witty basics at an affordable price. From hoodies and tees to wine glass sets and totes, go treat yourself by going to the site thecoolmomsclub.com and shopping. So since you're on the show today, Claudette, now Uh I text you and I asked you um, that to bring two truths and a lie. Where did yeah. you remember to do that? I did. Oh, okay, good. I was I for sure thought you were going to be like, "Oh, I forgot." Um okay, so let's hear it. What do you got? I have I secretly loved spaghetti squash. I was completely bald head as a baby. <laughs> And I see dead people. Oh, my God. Okay. Now, I've known you for a really long time, like since the middle school. Um, mm-hmm. But I do not, I do not know these. So these are really, really good. I remember us texting back and forth and you're like, you're going to guess it. But it, it was really hard because I'm like, she knows me inside and out. So... Oh, how do I do this? These are really, really good. I, I, I feel like I only know like one truth, but I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see how how it plays out. So at the end of today's episode, um, I'm gonna come back and ask what were the two truths. Well, actually, I'm gonna guess first to see if I'm correct. Um, the two truths and the lie. So we'll see. We'll see. Gotcha. Okay, so moms, um, today's show is a first because we're completely dedicating it to kids. You know, our 
normal or typical show is more so about us. And today we're talking about kids. Um, More specifically, like I said, kids that play sports. Um, So I read this article earlier this week that shared last week's COVID or last year's COVID breakout, despite it, um, the kids sports market was on pace to make $19 billion in 2020 alone. I think this article was written in in September. So it was like, yeah, um, according, you know, to um, analytics, the sports industry specifically for kids could make as much as $19 billion, a billion with a B, not million, billion. And so I just thought that was, that was crazy. Um, And I thought it was crazy because, you know, I have a seven-year-old, I have a four-year-old, Taylor being my oldest. He was, you know, into basketball. Um, He still has, you know, a few years until he can really get into AAU until he's eligible. But signing him up with like a little local junior league is pretty much all we've we've done. And we've paid like a hundred dollars, which is I I thought very affordable because with that hundred dollars, he gets like a little jersey. He gets um, 10 practices and in 10 games. So the season and I'm saying season in air quotes because, girl, it only lasts like 10 weeks. And well, um, <laughs> then you get to the older kids and then you're like, oh, when will it end? <laughs> <laughs> it only lasts 10 weeks. So as soon as it starts, it finishes. But um, but when I thought about it, I was like, oh, $100, that's about $10 a game or you know, if you want to break it down even more, it's about $5 a game, $5 a, a practice because they also practice each week and then perhaps maybe a, a free jersey or something. Right. So um, I thought it was pretty good, you know, to see if he was even interested in the game before we really started investing. Um, so since his first um, sign up in, I think, 2018, we probably spent... Um, well, we definitely spent like way over 300 because I then started to add, um, even though this, the, him signing up for the team was only a hundred dollars and he's played like three seasons. So it's $300. I also started thinking about how much we've bought for him to look like a little baller, you know, like, okay, he got to get the headband. He have to come out with the arm sleeves, (laughs) you know, can't have any kind of shoes. That's for us. That's for the parents because they really don't need all that. (laughs) But, you know, you want your kid to look good, whether they play good or not. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, you know what? I don't know if he's going to be good or not, but he going to look like he's good. He's going to look like he's Michael Jordan. Exactly. So he's going <laughs> to have on these these J's that matches his jersey. He's going to have on a matching shorts that matches his little armband, his headband. But as you said, you're absolutely right. It is for the parents because he likely would have chosen the little light-up Spider-Man shoes. <laughs> And been so thrilled jogging up and down that court. I don't, yep. <laughs> I don't even think he I, he knows who Jordan 
is for sure. And now he he's at the age where he knows like, oh, okay, these are his shoes. But before, I don't think he put two and two together. Like, I don't think he knew like, oh, this man has these shoes and these, like these are the shoes that he wore when he was playing for, you know, the Bulls or whatnot. So, but either way, um, he ended up being somewhat athletic, you know, pretty good. So I, I was happy that he he looked the part, he, he played well. So I, I was happy about that. But like I said, we definitely spent way more than $300 um, for him um, to play basketball at such a young age. Same thing with Brooklyn. Brooklyn, we signed her up for soccer. She played, um, and I say played in air quotes because the first... <laughs> First two weeks, <laughs> she didn't do anything, not even kick the ball. Um, I went out, I bought her some shoes, had her some cute little tights and a matching, you know, jacket because it was it was around the winter time, so it was a little chilly. And um, baby girl was looking like, "You want me to do what, mommy?" I don't. Yeah. Think so. What? Well, it's his next after this. I'm just supposed to put on the, the uniform, right? Exactly. Had matching hair bows. Like she was excited about the hair bows, but the beat out there kicking the ball. She was. She was not. <laughs> she was not <laughs> on board whatsoever. Um, but it, what's it, happening? Exactly. <laughs> Eventually, she, you know, started to participate. She enjoyed it or whatnot, but. To my point, way more than what, you know, you think about, oh, it's just $100. Um, but what about you? You know, how much do you think you've spent on Jabari? Well, let's back up. Please introduce Jabari. Um, give his, you know, tell us how old he is, what sports he plays, and and then perhaps how much um, you think you've spent over the years. Oh, wow. Okay, so my son, his name is Jabari Ashley. Mm-hmm. Look for him on, I don't know which platform, because <laughs> he played all the sports except for soccer. Wow. Um, he's 17 now, and I think we started sports maybe six, six or seven at Men's Little League. It was baseball. Oh, my goodness. So, so it was like started- T-ball with the t-ball at that Mm -hmm. we started with t-ball um and then we went to track and then we had times where we would leave track practice and he would have to get dressed in the back seat to go to his baseball game wow um and he's like mom i want to play soccer and i'm like which day because we're booked (laughs) there's no room we can't fit soccer in because then at that point it also overlapped with football. Oh so at some point we were playing three sports at the same time. So yeah, we don't have time for soccer. <laughs> you know, you're done. Um, but over the years, thousands of dollars. And the older he got, the more we spent every year. Yeah, because he does like like clinics and workshops or or whatnot or camps or whatever yeah because when he gets to it's travel with aau especially even with track you know we're traveling we may have to be in miami this weekend we're in tallahassee the next weekend and fortunately for me i had like this like 
super athletic kid. Mm-hmm. So he he just excels in everything. And I'm not just saying it because I'm his mama. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's like really good at everything. So when he ran track, he kept making it to the Junior Olympics. Mm-hmm. Wow. So the Junior Olympics is like a week long situation in like you know New Orleans or um, Virginia, wherever it is. So that's it's a lot. So you have to money. take you have and to take off from work. You, ha- you not only pay your track dues, but then you have to pay for him to do each um, each event. Mm-hmm. So and he did like three events every track meet. So like, oh my god, I need a second job just to pay for his like sports career. So you that week you would have to take off from work. Yeah, or dad, if you know, dad can go, or or you know, if I can't quite make it, because I couldn't make it to all of them, right? Because it, it it's expensive, and then if I gotta take off work, then I'm like, yeah, somebody gotta pay for this. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that is a lot. I I can't I can't imagine, um, but at the same time, I also feel like. This is why it costs so much. This is why this is like such a booming industry because of things like that. Clinics and traveling to tournaments. And then you, like you said, something I didn't even think about was fees. Like what does the fees cover? Like the coaches salary? And you know what? To this day, I can't tell you. I feel like they paying the light bill because (laughs) um, (laughs) I got to pay. I'm paying for the uniform. I ain't paying for the shoes. Like, so basically at this point you pay to be on the team or a part of the club or I don't know what it is. Maybe it, it could be for the po- coaches because, you know, they do give up a lot of their time right. for these kids and quote unquote, they don't have a salary. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause I mean, I think about it. I was, uh, unofficial cheerleading coach for Madison. Mm. I didn't get a dime. Wow. I didn't, I, but I, I wanted, you know, my sister was on the team at the time and I was like, she can't be looking crazy out here. So I'm going to come be a coach. But yeah, I think it just, they say it helps the team. I don't know how it helps the team, but (laughs) (laughs) I just pay my little money and keep it going because it makes him happy and the more sports that he was in the less trouble he can get into he don't have time he had practice yes yes so that what you just um spoke about definitely was something that I also read um so you know last year again to see this number um so high, $19 billion, continue to climb. I just thought, who was still playing sports in the middle of a pandemic? Um, now, you said Jabari, when he was younger, was playing multiple sports. But was he playing multiple sports? Does he play multiple sports now in high school? Um, He does. He Well, he only plays... He only plays basketball, but he plays for the school, and then he also plays travel AAU. So he's in Alaska one week. He's wow. in L.A. another week. Um, 
New York, Vegas. It's just like, oh my God. So they were still, they didn't do as much uh, last year with the pandemic, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of sports still going on. Cause even with track, um, they still had the, the tryouts for junior Olympics. They still had the, uh, matter of fact, they had the Olympics in Brevard this year. Of course, it wasn't as big because of the pandemic, but right. the show must go on. Right. And even with basketball and stuff, even for like the schools, because you have to still have those state championships and stuff like that, because sports makes a lot of money for schools. Yep. So they yeah. can't quite just get rid of it because that's pretty much how those schools survive. Right. So they have to have, you know, games and stuff. Now for high school, we wasn't allowed in. Like the parents, mm-hmm. we weren't allowed in. It was closed games, so only the players could go. So I guess uh, they were trying to create their own little bubble. Uh-huh. But but now you know, it's different. Like they let us in. I went to a game actually Monday. Mm-hmm. I went to his game. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of better, but, and of course the seats are limited, but they, they can't stop it. Right. They, 19 billion also included in that has to be for what they're making with these schools. The schools have to make this money. Yeah. And that make that makes a lot of sense. You know, when, for us, when the pandemic hit, it was it was no discussion, like whether or not the kids were going to continue sports. Um, you know, it was just assumed they'll just sit out on sports, Brooklyn on, you know, dance, Taylor even on tutoring um, until all this was over. But then I read that so many kids were still going hard. And I was like, how is this happening? Um, I figured, like you said, the college kids were still playing because, you know, the NCAA, they were not only regulating games still, but to your point, those, those dollars that come from those football games, those sponsorships, um, those television spots or whatnot, that, that helps the school stay open. So yep. in many cases, the co- some of the colleges had to have a season. Um, and then if you say college has a season, then of course the high schoolers um, want to make sure that they stay strong and condition and shape or whatnot to be seen, to be recruited. But That's my biggest thing with him. I'm not sure if he's going to go on and play for college because it changes every day. Mm-hmm. But that's another thing, like with scouts and stuff, like we specifically have him in the school down south because they're number one for basketball. Mm. So I'm like, how does how does he get scouted? If he's not how playing. How do we do this? And some scouts have come, but of course it's not the same. So yep. it's up in the air right now as what we're going to do for him as far as going to college because that was I keep telling him like sir you're poor mommy and daddy have money you don't have anything so how are you going to pay for college <laughs> and now with the pandemic and the the lack of scouts coming out right 
Right. I guess mommy and daddy have to pay for college for real. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's definitely, again, like I understand at a college level, the kids plan. At a high school level, the kids plan. But I just could not understand why little AJ is still out on the soccer field. I just, I don't understand why he couldn't just sit this season out. Um, is no reason for him to be risking his life. I, I I don't get it. So with you saying that Jabari played last year in 2020 um, and then just the setup of how the games were, that to me seems a lot safer than what I was reading in these articles of like, some of the refs and, and the, I guess, like the leagues not really putting um, uh, strict um, regulations on, you know, the kids having to wear masks or having to wash their hands or having to get their temperature taken before a game or whatnot. But yours seemed, Jabari seemed a lot more controlled having their own little bubble that definitely seems a lot more um, safe. I remember getting emails um, and and text messages from the little leagues that Taylor and Brooklyn were in, um, contacting me for to sign up for the the upcoming season. And I was thinking, like, are y'all crazy? There's no way that I'm gonna put my kids in sports this with all of this going on. But I. I'm definitely seeing a new from a new perspective of I guess it just depends how old your child is. Um, That's a big thing about it because I didn't worry about mm-hmm. him playing mm-hmm. because he's older. He's 17 um, and he's in good health. He's athletic. So basically it's kind of like, okay, well, according to what they say, and of course it changes every every day what's going to help you survive it but I felt like if he did get it he's so healthy and athletic his body's already in such good shape then he would probably have a better chance of recovery than someone who's just sitting around eating potato chips all day (laughs) I think you're absolutely um right about that and and that makes again a lot of sense um I also was reading that parents use sports um as a way to get their kid allow their kid to have some type of normalcy um so a lot of the kids of course just felt um really sad of being being stripped from school being stripped you know away from their their friends their teammates sports all of a sudden, it wasn't even something that we could have prepared for, thanks to number 45. Mm-hmm. Um, we could not say, hey, this is going on. They are going to shut down the schools. Um, They're going to stop sports or whatnot for a period of time. It was, for me, um, the kids were on spring break. And that Friday, we learned, oh, the kids aren't coming back from spring break. And then it was, oh, they're not coming back for a month. Oh, they're not coming back at all. Um, so 
you know, I can't even imagine for kids not knowing what entirely is going on because the adults, we didn't even know entirely what was going on. So to have that stripped away from them was very emotional and really hard for some of the kids to, to deal with it. So in this article, they were saying that the parents um, were putting them back into sports last year, later part of the year, simply to have some type of normalcy um, to help with their 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 mental health um, even. Um, I completely understand that too. I don't know if Jabari went through that kind of, not necessarily withdrawals, but just kind of that feeling of what am I supposed to do now? Like basketball was my life. Sports was my life. My friends were my life. Now what am I supposed to do? I think it was easier for him because they still got to do much more than like the little kids. Mm-hmm. Cause like mm-hmm. he was still playing basketball. And then even if they were out, like as a team, him and his friends would get together at each other's house and still practice and, you know, get their, their fix in. So yeah. it was different for them. They got to, they got way more like leniency and freedom than little kids did. Yeah. And then they don't have to, you know, as a teenager, they probably don't even care. They like, you know what? They were just happy they wasn't in school. <laughs> right, right, So for right. them, like they, because they have social media and they yeah, get to right. do things that other kids can't. So it didn't really affect them as much. Yeah, you're completely right. Again, age definitely um, has a huge factor on this because as older kids, like you said, they have cell phones, they have social media, but someone who's like school age, um, does, you know, likely doesn't have social media, likely doesn't have a cell phone. So it's just what's going on with their house within inside their house. Taylor, who at the time he was six, he, you know, absolutely didn't have a cell phone and, and no social media. So, there were days where he would say like, oh, I miss my friends, I miss school or whatnot, but I can completely see now someone who is in high school, has a phone, has social media, can even, you know, perhaps even have a car, go to one of their friend's house, you know, play outside or whatnot, shoot some, some, uh, um, shoot some hoops and be completely fine. So I get that. Okay, so yeah. let's... I think also with the little kids, I think some of the parents may have just been in a situation where like, I'm tired of these kids because now mm. I'm the teacher and everything else. Yep. So I'm going to find something for them to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely felt like that. I was, I was the school nurse, <laughs> the lunch lady, the PE coach. <laughs> The specials teacher. I mean, everything. It was it was too much. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about what goes on in these bleachers. Um, parents getting into it with uh, other parents. Parents getting into it with the refs, the coaches, um, some of the, the players. Have you ever had any confrontations with um, other parents, coaches, refs, how 
did that look? Well, for me, because I know my temper, <laughs> I um I try to stay away from that. I don't I don't have time because I don't I don't think prison orange looks good on me. So I really try to stay away from drama. Um, I don't have a problem with the ref. I've had a few pl- problems with players because it's like you know these kids they they a little wild. Right. So even like Monday night, this kid elbowed my baby in the face on the floor. Yes, he's still my baby. He's seventeen, but <laughs> I'm ready to go out on the court and I'm ready to fight. Right. So normally, like his granddad is like trying to hold me back. Like Claudette, you can't go on the court. It's, <laughs> you're gonna get kicked out. So, but I don't. I've never been in any situations but i see it all the time of course you know if somebody yells out something another person's like well that's my kid and then now they're arguing and fighting but for me i think when you have a kid who's kind of good you don't you know you don't get into that because at the end of the day he, he's building a brand right. so he can't his brand cannot be oh he's really good but his mama is the one fighting everybody in the crowd <laughs> So <laughs> you kind of got to have to like Control think yourself. Like, for the future. What does this look like for my kid? So I don't get involved in that. And I'm like really supportive. So like when he played football, mm-hmm. he never made a touchdown by himself. I ran the field with him. <laughs> like, so when he would take off running, <laughs> when he looked over he sees me running <laughs> with him. Like, it's just to a point to where I don't have time to be arguing with parents. I just need the parents to move out my way because I'm going to run the field. And every, at this point, everybody just already knew. Like, if Jabari gets the ball, watch out. His mama's coming down the sideline. So, I, and when you're involved with your kid like that, you're not, you don't even notice the other drama. Yeah, you don't really hear it. I... Yeah, because I don't have time for that. But, you know, even with track, track is the most competitive and the most fights and everything. Because, you know, we have these kids now that look like adults and they're like seven. So you always have somebody contesting like, oh, I need to see their birth certificate. He looked like he 12. He ain't 10. And then it becomes a big fight. But again, I didn't have that problem because I'm like, I don't know. I guess I have that that face that already lets you know, find somebody else's child to play with because mine ain't it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not even going to sit here and argue with you. Just go on about your business before you end up in the hospital and I end up in jail. Well, and that's just kind of how I play that. But it definitely happens. And it's it's sad and it's ridiculous because at the end of the day, you have to always be a representation of what you want your child to be. And I knew there was a good chance that whatever sport he did play, that he was going to go far with it. So I just I can't mess up his brand because I'm like ratchet or anything like that. Wow. I definitely... Um got a lot from what you just shared um the you know the biggest thing is his brand you're absolutely right he is building a brand um and you don't want your kid to be known as yeah he's really good but his mom 
she's crazy and she will fight you. Um, and then the other part is, um, like you, like you said, you know, when you're that involved and you're that focused on your child, which you should be, you should not be concerned about what people are saying or what people are doing. Like you're there to see your child and that's, that should be it. And at Mm -hmm. that point, when you go there for them, that's all you see. That's all you hear is your child. So everything else you should completely be able to block it out. I, however, (laughs) have had, um, (laughs) exchanged a few words with, um, other parents and it really wasn't even about necessarily Taylor. It was more about, um, I'm, I'm thinking back to this particular scenario where, this parent, for whatever reason, was talking about the entire team and just saying how the team was just too aggressive and it was just too much. They needed to um, watch how they were playing and this and that. And I think I took offense to it because um, to be you know, completely transparent, the entire team were they were all black it was all black kids and um her team that her son was on um it was this took place during practice so our team was on one half of the court and then her son's team was on the other half of the court and for whatever reason she just kept talking about our team and I just you know I definitely ignored it a few times going you know hearing her going back and forth talking out loud to another parent and just pointing out different things pointing out you know certain players even and I just turned around and I was like I'm sorry is your son on that team because I don't see anyone that on that team that looks like you um (laughs) So why are you so concerned with that team? And so she looked and she was like, well, I just think that they're just too aggressive. But she didn't know that my son was on that team. She, you know, just thought I was in the stands or whatnot because we, it's just a lot of mixed parents in the stands, you know, all sitting together. We don't, I said mixed, but just um group of parents from the various teams uh but she had no idea you know whose team or what team my child was on and so for her to just keep going on and on about this team that was playing aggressive and doing this doing that I was just like why is she one talking about this these kids and two why is she talking so loudly I feel very strongly about being careful what you say in front of kids um regardless of how you feel or what they're doing you don't talk about other people's kids you know like that's just not something you you do you don't 
you're not even involved in the situation. So for you to be talking about somebody else's kids, furthermore, talking about somebody else's kids out loud in the bleachers, not knowing whose parents who or whose kid is who, it was just too much. So I said something um, and then I just walked away. Fast forward a few minutes later, our kids actually, um, the teams were scrimmaging against each other and it got completely out of hand where the parents really were upset because our team was beating their team and their team had never lost. They were undefeated. Um, And so the kids were upset on the team and they felt like they... um, our team wasn't be, wasn't playing fairly and this and that and it just got really really bad at the at the practice so i took my child and we left i call up eric and i'm like screaming telling him i had to leave i didn't know what i was going to do in front of my kids and he's like what's going on i thought you just went to practice <laughs> I thought I thought you just went to practice with our seven-year-old or six-year-old at the time. Why are you this upset? What happened at this practice? Right. Um, so when I think back to what you said, I don't think I made too much of a fool of myself at the time, but I will definitely remember that for future games, you know, be mindful of what your child may become. And particularly in this day and age where everybody has a camera phone. Yeah. I don't want to be on the shade room. I really don't want to be on the shade room. I don't, but you know, that in that particular situation, it almost sounds like a whole nother episode because like basically uh, why are they aggressive because because they're black or what like what are we doing here ma'am exactly and that's i don't know maybe i would have probably said something at that point like wait a minute like let's just not label them aggressive because of who they are and if they're better right um i think you and i know that more so with the high school that we went to being Mm -hmm. predominantly white Mm -hmm. and um near clans country <laughs> so <laughs> yes like that's a whole different like twist to it right no you, and I, that's why i said like you just have to be careful what you say you know about somebody else's kids um you, you have to be careful what you say out loud you just don't know who is related to who or who is you know Who's who, basically. Absolutely. And watch your mouth. And I think maybe because I didn't have those, like, negative remarks because Jabari was, you know, kind of good at what he did. Mm -hmm. You know, I often wonder what it is for the parents that, you know, has the kid that just, like, sucks. (laughs) And then you have people in the stands like, oh, number 34, oh, he's trashed. And if you're a 34th mom, right. you're like, you're going to want to like defend your kid. You know, right. you may know he's right. trash too, but God dang it. Don't say it out loud. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, watch your mouth about my baby because he's trying. Okay. He is. He is out here working just as hard. He just bow-legged, you know, <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> and, and it happens. It definitely happens because 
I think at some point I may have trash talk, may, more so like with his first football team, the coach's son was the quarterback mm-hmm. and he was trash. And then I know what my son being good and he had my baby on the sideline and he over there picking grass because he bored. <laughs> I I think back in those days, I did say some not so savory things <laughs> about somebody's kid. But then I had to come to grips like, okay, you know what? He may be the next, you know, LeBron or Michael Vick. So let me shut up. <laughs> Well, then so that, that gives me I hope don't further, like, you know, mess up his his brand or his future, because, you know, kids get blackballed, too. Yeah. And mainly because of their parents. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that and you saying that, OK, early on you were like that. But then later, you know, later on throughout his career, you definitely saw like, oh, wait, let me. Let me pipe down a little bit because this this getting a little too much. I don't want him like he's I don't want to be messing up his chances of getting into the game or getting a position. Um, yeah, when you see that, like, oh, wait, we might be on to something here. He He's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Then you start changing your your the way you think about things because like I said you know you start thinking about the future the bigger picture of things if you have a kid that's excelling in different things you have to move differently mm-hmm. can you imagine if LeBron's mom was just the ratchet parent he I mean, probably wouldn't be where he is today I have heard a few stories about LeBron's mom that are not very pleasant i mean you know entitled and she thinks she probably can you know because my son's lebron i should get top treatment so you kind of have like a a air of like an attitude but she's not like physically fighting people in the stands no but i heard she was sleeping with some of the players well i yeah that and the other guy's mom too. The uh, I don't know if it's Westbrook or somebody. I don't know these people, child. But yeah, and I don't want to be that parent either. Like Jabari can't be like embarrassed that I'm like sleeping with half of the NBA. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that to my baby. I don't care at what age he is. He is not gonna have that worry. Like, God dang it, my mama is a thought, and she didn't slept with half the like all my teammates know what she looks like naked. We're not doing that. That is very see. These are the things that people don't realize the sacrifices that we make for our kids. I mean, this is this is one of them. I feel it, like it's one of them. Now maybe a coach. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's always so much fun talking to you. Um, Before we head out, we got to get into these two truths and a lie. So tell me again, what were they? I secretly love spaghetti squash. Mm -hmm. I was completely bald head as a baby. And I see dead people. Okay. I absolutely know you see dead people. 
didn't know if you remembered that. <laughs> I, I think I remember you telling me a story about your mom. Am I right? Yeah, I see. I see a lot of people, even people I don't know. Okay, well, don't tell me about the people you don't know, because that's <laughs> that's creepy. <laughs> I don't want to know that. <laughs> Um, but I do remember you telling me a story about that. And when you told me the story, like I had chills, but towards the end, the way that you described it, it was so settling and, you know, it was, it was like almost at peace. Um, it was, it was just like a, oh, I guess it's not that bad, you know, if you were to see someone it's else. It's not like the movies where right. you see these people and they're just like attacking you or you're possessed by some dead person. Like, you know, the movies always make it different than what it really is mm-hmm. in real life. But it's just, it's hard for people to kind of grasp the concept because that's not normal. No, it's not normal. It's not normal <laughs> at all. But it's a gift that I, I mean, I didn't ask for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, I don't know. God thought I was okay with um, being able to communicate with dead people. I'm really sad that I did have this man in my house and Cause I talked to him. They don't talk back, but I talked to him and he was always like in the shower with me. And I was like, this is kind of creepy. Like, I don't mind you being here, but bruh, like, can I shower by myself? And he left and he has not come back. And it's been like six months now. And I'm now I'm like, I should have never said that. How do I bring him back? But you know, whatever, that's just me and my. This is at your current house. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know who the guy is, but he was he lived in my house with me and I guess he got mad cuz he can't be in the shower and he left and I really 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 wish I could find a way to bring him back. Why? Is there because something you I miss to say? Him. Like we had like a little relationship, you know? It's just just don't be in the shower with me. Like, bro, can I can I at least do that by myself? Okay, we have def you have definitely have to come back and we got to talk about this because this this can go on at least for another 30 minutes. So we're going to have you come back. Okay, so I knew that that was the truth. The other truth, the second truth I would say is you secretly love spaghetti squash. Think about how well you know me. Yeah, but I thought it was true because you also like really simple foods. I know that you're a picky eater. So y'all, she's a picky eater just like me, if not pickier, because she doesn't even eat seafood. But I just figured I've never tasted squash. I would never ever eat squash noodles but I just I was like oh you know what she's a flight attendant now she is catching flights and meeting all these fancy people so maybe some man introduced her to some squash potato or squash pasta I don't know 
Yeah, even if he did, I'd be like, that's all you, bruh. <laughs> I'm not even going to eat it just because it's a squash. I, I wouldn't even know what it tastes like. I don't, I'm not going to try it. It probably looks funny. <laughs> To be honest, I don't even know what spaghetti squash looks like. <laughs> we are the exact same when it comes to food. Yeah, I'm not trying squash. I can't. I think about the consistency, like how the consistency of it is. And I just feel like squash sounds like squash. Like, why would I want that in my mouth? It It sounds squishy yes and like right for those listening neither one of us i i think again this is why we get along so well we do not eat anything healthy um we do not eat a lot of food but the foods we do eat we eat a lot of all of it yes all of it in abundance and it's just like it's crazy but i'm like listen i gotta eat something so i want to eat what i like Mm -hmm. i agree so you were bald oh my god everybody thought i was a boy what (laughs) i would have to show you my baby pictures i was bald like probably at least nine months of my life <laughs> do your mom put um headbands on you she um did the headbands she went and got my ears pierced before mm-hmm. my time mm-hmm. like she had to like finagle some lady to just like pierce my ears because everybody was like oh my god he's so cute <laughs> and then my brother he's he's two years older than me mm-hmm. so they were calling, he had a head full of hair, so they called him a girl. What? And they called me a boy. And my mom was like, do you see all this pink? Do you see this headband? Do you see the earrings? My baby is a girl. But, yeah. Okay, so totally. fun fun fact, Claudette just said her brother. So Claudette's brother's name is Eric. And Eric was, her brother was my first kiss. And I what? married, yes, you didn't know this? No, Eric was my my first kiss. I remember exactly where it was, what he had on. And now my husband's name is Eric. So I always say that Eric was my first and my last kiss. And people are like, oh, my God, that's so sweet. And I'm like, no, not the same Eric. Eric I want to call him and be like, why were you kissing my friend? Because, wait, ew. (laughs) I promise I did not know that. I oh. Yeah, I, I remember where it was. Like, I was walking home from school, and he, like, rode his bike to catch up with me. I don't even think it was his bike. Um, probably wasn't. It probably was something he stole. <laughs> <laughs> he got on somebody's bike. He, he like, um, rode the bike to me. And he was like, wait, I forgot to give you something. And he had on this Orlando Magic jersey. It was like (laughs) Shaquille O'Neal. It was white. I remember, like, I remember like it was yesterday. Um, And yeah, he he kissed me and it tastes like bubble bubble gum. Oh my, okay, wait, (laughs) kill the visual, please. (laughs) Oh my God. 
Like, I'm calling him when we hang up and be like, why were you kissing my friend, man? No, don't ask him because if he says he doesn't remember, I'll be so embarrassed. <laughs> because I just oh gave you the entire, the entire rundown of what happened. And if he says, um, you know, I don't even know who we, your friend is. remember things that's special to us. Like, you know exactly what he had on and what happened, you know. Yeah. Yeah. When things happen to us that's special, we remember it. I so do. don't be embarrassed if you don't. And I'm not going to tell you if you don't <laughs> because you have a new and improved Eric. But I, I, I am, I am I'm, I'm, I'm grossed out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I did not know that. I, yes. <sighs> yes. Ruined my night. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much um, for hopping on. I really, really appreciate it. Um, like I said, when I thought of this topic, I immediately was like, oh, I need to call Claudette, see if she'll be a special or um, a guest on today's episode because I wanted the world to to know you. I think, like I said, you're an awesome person. Isn't she so Aww. fun? She's hilarious. Um, we can talk like this for hours, but I, I know that we got to go. But um, we will definitely have her back. So thank yes. you guys so much. Uh, please subscribe and we'll see you next week.